We're through the All-Star Game circuit. Now we start the march to the Combine. All the NFL head coaching jobs are now filled, but another college football job opened up. Uh, draft guy Jimmy is going to join us tonight to talk about the Hula Bowl, the Commanders, and much more. All that coming up next on the Draft Countdown Podcast. Tonight's edition of the Draft Countdown Podcast. I'm your co-host, Brian Bosorge, joined as always by my co-host, Shane P. Hallam. Shane, 77 days, 22 hours, 58 minutes, 16 seconds away from the 2024 NFL Draft. All-star games are behind us. Now we start shifting our focus to the combine here in a couple weeks. So the draft draft season is moving. We're moving along. Yep, we sure are. And uh, it's, it's, it's been a rough one. Oh, I'll say a rough one. It's been... Been very busy, uh, especially for me last week uh, down here covering the game. And we were live, what, five days in a row doing the podcast. So, uh, but yeah, back to normal this week. You said getting ready for the combine, which is like, what, three weeks away, three, four weeks away, something like that. Uh, we'll be in full combine mode here. Uh, not next week, start in two weeks. Uh, we're going to have uh, the, the, the Raz King himself, uh, Kent Lee Platt's going to join us in a couple weeks and, as that's become an annual tradition here on the show, talking about that. But we remind you, if you're watching live tonight uh, on YouTube or on Twitter and or however, and you uh, have a question, send us send us send it to us. Whichever way you're doing it, we'll answer it at the end of the show. Uh, if you're new to the channel, hit that subscribe button and hit the notification bell so you get notified when we go live each and every week. Um, well, let's start out the show tonight, Shane, as we have, and we'll only have to do this one more time, but uh, we didn't really talk about it last week, but the uh, conference championship games are over, so two more draft spots have been filled. Uh, the J- Detroit Lions, after blowing a huge halftime lead to the 49ers, sorry, Brad, uh, they will be picking 29th, and the Baltimore Ravens uh, will be picking 30th after their loss to the Chiefs. Yeah, tough for those two teams. We'll see how they bounce back. I think it's an important draft. Both the Lions and the Ravens both have some holes they're going to need filled this season. I think the draft's going to be pretty crucial to them getting back and trying for another Super Bowl. Baltimore, especially, uh, me and Pete Smith were talking about it uh, at senior World practice last week. They got a lot of guys that are unrestricted free agents that – 
that won't be back um, next year probably. So we'll see. In Detroit, they got to get some corners here pretty quick because uh, that, that that that's brutal. Uh, uh, let's yeah, a lot, a lot of that defense needs needs retooled a bit. Uh, that's a fact. All right, let's look at the uh, the NFL head coaching and GM uh, overhaul here. Uh, we'll just go through it, and at the end here, you tell me which one you're most excited about. But the Chargers hiring Jim Harbaugh away from – I mean, that, that alone probably has you excited that Jim Harbaugh is no longer the head coach at Michigan. Uh, but the Chargers hire him as well as uh, Ravens uh, assistant GM Joe Hortiz to run that show as general manager. We have the Raiders – uh, hiring Antonio Pierce or making him taking the inner tag off, pairing him up with former Chargers GM Tom Telesco, the Patriots uh, promoting Gerard Mayo as head coach, and uh, I guess Elliot Wolf is going to be maybe not the GM title, but making personnel decisions seems to be the the word on the street. Titans hiring Bengals office coordinator Brian Callahan. Uh, Panthers hiring Dave Canales, the uh, OC from Tampa Bay, and pairing him with Dan Morgan uh, to be the GM, former uh, Panthers linebacker. Uh, Falcons hiring Raheem Morris, the DC from the Rams. Uh, Seahawks uh, hiring Ravens defense quarter Mike McDonald, which also good for us. <laughs> Get him the hell out of there. And uh, the Commanders, uh, we're, we're definitely going to talk about this one a little bit more uh with jimmy but hiring dan quinn the cowboys dc to go along with uh assistant uh, gm for the 49ers adam peters so right looking at it shane what are you most uh excited about here and which one is kind of uh eh? I, i'm excited about the falcons actually you know usually the the head coach for a second time usually isn't too sexy i think reem morris is done his 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 job these past couple years but a good defense i love the staff that he's putting together with zach robinson coming over uh quarterback that i know both of us scouted back in the day uh which is which is always weird and you know coming over from the sean mcveigh system bringing that to atlanta who has some weapons like i'm kind of excited for that it's division it's winnable uh, like I, I think the team could be in really good shape so that's that's probably my favorite with the seahawks we'll see who their oc is but with a, you know, Mike McDonald and the Seahawks, I think is a really nice fit. Um, yeah, I, I mean, a couple more ones. We'll talk about the Commanders. Uh, I think the Raiders, like, you know, Antonio Pierce deserves it. I don't think this is going to be a long-lasting thing. You know, I, I think I think it's just so tough. It's one thing that in-season motivate the players. Can Antonio Pierce be a head coach for this full offseason? I think that's, that's the question. I, I hope he succeeds. Um, but, uh, that, that's probably the one I knew was going to happen, but like, I, I just don't see it working out. Let's go hiring was kind of the head scratcher for me. Yeah. Right. That too. Oh, but yeah, you know, know. things interesting, but the chargers are in a rough spot. Uh, it's good. I think yeah. it's going to be a spot than it seems. Yeah. Um, quickly, um, Arthur Smith. The new OC of your Steelers. This this cannot. I mean, th- this is this is probably not going over well in the Hallam household. Uh, well, I, I mean, look, if you get the Titans uh, offensive coordinator Arthur Smith, like maybe, but the, the Steelers fight. You finally have a chance to get a young uh, offensive coordinator with a creative mind. Right, we saw Bobby Sloak, what he did with Houston. 
going to hire Gerard Johnson uh, and you just go with the retread head coach, run, run the football. Like, I mean, come on, you know, Arthur Smith has not shown that he can develop a young quarterback. So I, I, you know, I hope the Steelers make some move a quarterback. Cause I don't think Kenny Pickett's going anywhere with Arthur Smith as the OC. I don't know what the prop is on who's going to, what team's going to land Justin Fields. I wouldn't be shocked if the Steelers get in on this. Just Mike Tomlin liked him a lot as a prospect. I know. I know. For sure. That's, that's, so, that's kind of where I'm at. And uh, I, I, I hope. I hope. That would – I hope so. Uh, or no, we're just going to end up with Ryan Tannehill. Let's be honest. That's going to be – Oh, jeez. Back with Arthur Smith. I, I, I got to tell you. I got to tell you. As a fan of a team in that division, I'm good with that. <laughs> I'm I sure. am good with that. All right. So we're, we're, we're done with that conversation here and we're moving on to another one. And that's going to bring in our guest tonight. He is the assistant director of scouting for the Hula Bowl. And he's a contributor at draft diamonds. Good friend of the show. Good friend of mine. It is draft guy, Jimmy, Jimmy Williams onto the show tonight, man. How are you, Jimmy? Jimmy, I think you're muted there, buddy. Yeah, maybe something's uh, not coming through audio-wise for you, Jimmy. <laughs> now you'll, you'll have to check. You'll have to check the audio settings, uh, perhaps. Uh... You got the boot. Let, let him try again here. <laughs> Brian Lamb in the chat can lip read, so we can. Well, get that, obviously, that that's what we might need here. <laughs> that's right. So, uh, anyway, we'll talk about the coaches. Uh, maybe any, anything else we got here on that subject? No, you know, I, I think it was Steelers fantasy. <laughs> I mean, look, was there really anyone you wanted in fantasy anyway from the Steelers? I don't think that was the case. No, I, I think it was um, a little uninspiring cycle. You know, we saw maybe some of the hotter names, offensive coordinators go back, get get a big pay raise and go back. So I think next cycle we'll probably see, you know, uh, some better hires. It wouldn't surprise me if we have multiple one and dones from this group, uh, if there are some better names that are available uh, coming up in the future. Jimmy, are, are, are you available now? Anything? No. Nope. Technical difficulties for Jimmy, it appears, uh, tonight. So, I... That's all right. Are, are you there, Jimmy? No, Jimmy. I repeat, no Jimmy. All right. This is not going well at all here. No, that's <laughs> fine. I'll, I'll, I'll hit him in the private chat here, uh, Jimmy, and, and see if we can figure it out. So we can uh, hit hit something else. Brian could talk about the Senior Bowl for the 20th day in a row. Yeah. Uh, so we'll talk about that right quick. Um, Shane, I want to touch on, touch on something with you that I talked about uh, – in my article uh, the other day about 
maybe the future of the senior bowl and, and where it's headed. And I am not feeling great. Uh, we talked about it. I talked about it last year that uh, it's like 35 players from the start of the practice week last year to the game opted out. This year, the number was 39 uh, with another 10 plus guys that I counted opted out in the first half of the game. So we're looking at probably 50 players that started the week of practice did not play the entirety of the game. I don't know how you fix it. I mean, my, my thought is it's like you have to invite the best players, right? Or then the senior bowl is not the senior bowl. You've got to have these guys play the entire week, right? So what is the the over I mean like Nagy said in a radio interview the other day that he intentionally over invited this year to kind of offset what he knew was going to happen and then it got worse. Like the national team only had three interior defensive linemen heading into the day of the game to the point they had to bring Braden Fisk over from the American team to play. The national team also only had three wide receivers active on game day. Luke McCaffrey, Tez Walker, and Javon Baker had to go the distance the whole game. They were the only three wide receivers. So is the solution just invite 150 players? Well, then you're cutting into practice, right? You're not getting enough reps for those guys. I don't know what the solution is. I I, I, I think it's uh, I think it's tough, you know, I think the over-inviting has to happen, but we, like you said, we saw it this year and still wasn't enough. I wonder if agents, they probably might not be down for this, but I, I wonder if you can invite even more, but kind of have a almost 20 to 30 guys that are kind of the B squad, essentially, that aren't getting as many practice reps, right? that aren't taking practice reps away from the top that are kind of there for day three game. Like that's when you're going to show shine. You're going to learn the system through the week still, even if you're not getting the reps. I, I don't know if they just be down for that. Like I'd rather, rather go to the shrine, right? Might be the case. And I think still having those overlap is part of the issue um, where it would be a lot easier to maybe overindulge um, where guys that were at the shrine, um, or, you know, at the Hula Bowl that you could bring up and really have them for later in the week. Um, but, yeah, I don't know if there's a good solution for it. You know, you mentioned in your article, the call, you know, the CGS, they didn't even have a game, right? I mean, that's – is that where we're headed? The thing with that is, though, and, and I mentioned it in the article, is I know the business of the Senior Bowl better than I – think any of the other media that come to this game just because I follow it so closely and I'm from here. I know the people in charge of the senior world, the Mobile Arts and Sports Association. They're not paying millions of dollars a year to bring all these players in, to put them up, do all these without getting the game at the end. That is the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow for these guys. So if you take the game away, what they have no incentive to do this anymore. So the game is done. And I I don't know if it, see it's different with the Shrine Bowl because the Shrine Bowl is essentially 
and I'm not, and what I'm about to say is not disparaging on that organization whatsoever, but the Shrine Bowl essentially ends up being the big party, I guess, for the Shriners, almost like a convention, if you will. So they're going to have that, like you could do away with the Shrine game itself, still have the practices. The Shriners are okay. They're, that's just their gig, right? That's not the case in Mobile. The game dies without a game. Like, like the or the, the or the 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 event itself, the Senior Bowl itself dies if there's no game at the end of the week. In my opinion, I, I'd like to think I was wrong, but I don't think I am. Yeah, I mean, then are they happy with the quality of the game? Then, like, they have no. There seems to be no complaints. They don't care. Like, yeah, I, I don't it's think it's, no it's more of a Senior Bowl. The the staff of the Senior Bowl itself, like. I don't think Jim Nagy's happy with what's happening as he's already, like you said, he seemed to have been making plans for this. And then I'm not going to go into other things that may have happened this week, but you know, it's, he seems to be taking it hard and I get it. I hate it too. It sucks for me, but as well, I think my, my thing would be, why is he taking it hard? If the, you know, senior bowl backers don't care. The NFL clearly doesn't care. So yeah, the NFL's not like neither of those characters didn't care either. Like who who cared? Yeah. So you want to give give Jimmy another try? Let's, uh, let's give Jimmy it. another try. Jimmy, uh, how about it? Hey. Ah man. Uh, so, it, it might not happen. Might not work. Uh, what happened? Pop him, pop him back in another week. We can have him come before the show and test it out and yeah. troubleshoot it. Yeah. So that's fine. Yeah. So, uh, So while I'm thinking, uh, so that's that was the wrapping up the Senior Bowl. The game itself, uh, like I said, I talked about uh, was low scoring, I guess, to to, to put it mildly. There, uh, not a whole lot of offensive excitement. The quarterback play outside of Spencer Rattler was completely awful. Um, the offensive line play was obviously much better than it was in years past. There were some big holes getting opened up. I was also wondering why Monty Bailey was getting so much play. And then I realized <laughs> him and Cody Schrader were the only two American team running backs. Right. So right. That, 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 I figured that out. I was like, what the hell happened to Michael Wiley? I mean, he wasn't even out there. I was like, Dejan Edwards was gone. I was like, oh, this sucks. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, you know, at least, at least yeah, you got to see Bailey and Schrader, I guess, come out. But it shows you why the game doesn't matter. It's not just the op-outs. But you know, some uh, we were talking before the show. Even you know, Chow Smith Wade has two interceptions. Great defensive game. Wasn't very good through the week. Like it, other than Spencer Rattler, that wasn't really reflective. I I'll think of how good other the player, player that I thought had a great game that you, allowed him to shine was Nathaniel Watson, the linebacker from Mississippi State. I thought the game itself was more indicative of. Of his play, Jimmy. Uh oh, oh, we got some reverb. Oh no, yeah, and I still can't hear you. Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. That, that, that's let me uh, let me kick this out. Yeah, 
right. That should, that should be good. Jimmy, how's it going, man? Hello. All yeah. right. There he is. The phone, right. the phone worked. Give me a second. No worries. Okay. Here we go. Now I can uh, hear you guys. Here we All go. Right. All right. Sorry, I had to get on this thing with my phone, man. Like, uh, no, I'm, I, I got a, I got a new uh, computer, and I'm trying to figure it out, and I'm yeah. completely clueless. So, right. sorry, I'm <laughs> not that text I, 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 uh, I, I had the same issue when I bought a new mic, so it's going to be something in your uh, Windows settings that you're going to have to dig into. It, dude, it's going to take me a while, but it's okay. Let's go ahead and talk. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Jimmy, uh, first of all, I want to tell you and the rest of the Hula Bowl team, congrats on the best roster that I think y'all have put together since y'all took over the game. Hell of a job this year. How many, what was the final number of call-ups between the Senior Bowl and the Shrine Bowl? Dude, honestly, I can't remember. I want to say it's like 47, 48, something like that. Like it's, it's a really big number. Um, I'd have to check it out, but I mean, um, uh, we were blessed to have a great scouting staff. Um, of, of just guys that could go out, uh, scout talent. Um, we were able to uh, do a bunch of write-ups this year, uh, visit a whole bunch of games. Um, it's it's been fun. So uh, yeah, obviously, dude, I appreciate the the kudos, but uh, the kudos goes to the team as a whole, man. I love those guys. They were able to uh, uh, really put together uh, some some awesome talent. See, like now, now Brian has himself muted. He's just trying to be a Jimmy over there. He's, he's it, trying to uh, my, final, <laughs> my final count I had was uh, twenty over twenty five percent of the Shrine Bowl roster was guys that was at your game. That's that's about right. I think they had like thirty eight. It was forty one. <laughs> there you go. I, I, I can't. I, I couldn't. I couldn't keep count. Honestly. Yeah, it was good stuff. Shane, you got anything? Yeah, so Jimmy, I, 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 you know, you talk about the staff and how good they were. You know, like I said, I think the Hula Bowl this year did phenomenally. Can you tell me kind of about the scouting process a bit? Walk through it. Um, you know, I think it's got to be difficult knowing. Obviously, a lot of the top talent going to opt for a Senior Bowl, Shrine Bowl. Do you invite those guys anyway? Take a shot. You know, how do you kind of decide who to who to extend invites to? Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of, here's the scoop. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, we kind of realize our situation, right? I mean, everybody uh, kind of, you know, believes that the senior and shrine, they're like the top dogs, but um, we didn't approach it like that this year. Um, you know, we thought that uh, we had just as good a shot as any to get guys. I mean, um, we took hold of it this year, man. Um, we invited guys that, uh, you know, ended up at the senior, ended up at the shrine. Like, um, we have to go through the process, which it is a painful process. Let's just be real. I mean, we, we pretty much invited like the entire roster of the shrine and, and half of the senior before they ultimately decided to go with the latter. Um, yeah, you do have to kind of find your your spot where you're going to find some guys. But I, again, I believe we have, we had a great roster overall. So with that being said, like when y'all are stacking your, your board, like y'all's board has to be huge, right? Because you know, going in that y'all are going to get just 
just pillaged, right? So you know that going in. So you have to stack that board pretty pretty deep, right? Well, the way that we did it this year, and I think a lot of other um, events have also done this in the past, is um, we have to get together with leadership and figure out, okay, let's just go ahead and mock the, mock the senior bowl. Like if I was a senior bowl, who would I bring in? And so we, we did a mock of that. We did a mock of the shrine bowl. And so it's like, okay, if I was a shrine, this is what I would do. And so again, after that, then, um, then we go ahead and start our, uh, you know, our board. Well, as the process unfolds, um, shrines not taking guys who I believe they should be taking. And so I, I figured, you know, Hey, let me go ahead and invite, guys like Frank Crum, um, who really should be there. It wasn't even there, um, who I thought uh, really could have been. But um, we just decided to, uh, hey, if they're not going to take them, we're just going to take them. Um, we were very aggressive this year in our approach to our roster. And and I think you could tell because it paid off. Well, you know, so once again, kudos to you for that. I actually wrote up about Frank uh, Crum today in, in my article, uh, you know, f- phenomenal uh, from what I saw, um, you know, look, like your, your draft diamonds as well. Small school players is definitely your forte. A lot of great small school players that were at the hula bowl. Can you give me a couple names that really impressed you through the week? You think really have an NFL shot? Oh gosh, man. A ton <laughs> of them. Um, I, you know, obviously, yes, that is our kind of bread and butter. Um, Christian Boyd, I want to let people know, Christian Boyd, I was on top of that guy at the beginning of the year. Um, he's doing well. Um, I think a lot of people, when they looked at him, they didn't see him as a guy with like ideal measurables. And so they kind of, you know, wrote him off uh, from the get-go. But um, talk about a guy with, you know, great strength, uh, good bull rush, you know, with just some tenacity to, to get after it. Uh, love that guy. Um, a lot of other small school uh, guys as well. Hayden Hatton, we brought in a very trusty receiver there at Idaho. Um, but some of the guys who, um, I feel were kind of under the radar from the get, um, really shined Mason Pline, you know, at Furman, um, that guy, um, really shocked me. I mean, I, I was a doubter at first and I want to be uh, open about that because he only had one year. You know, one year where, uh, you know, he was out there because he was mainly a basketball player. Um, So, yeah, I mean, guys like Mason Pline just continue to move up and up and up. I mean, he he got an uh, opportunity at the Shrine as well. Um, I was watching the Shrine and uh, he had obviously, you know, gone down with an injury, but he should still be very high up on people's radar. Um, What's his name? David White. Uh, David White is a freak. Of, of a wide receiver, uh, definitely a guy who uh, should be on everyone's radar as a possible late round draft pick for sure. You know, guys like him, uh, he's there. He's just going to get looks, uh, you know, throughout this process and he's, he could wind up getting drafted. All right, Jimmy, I know you don't like being put on the spot, but I'm going to do it anyway. No, it's all good. Who's the highest drafted player from your game? You know, a couple of guys that I really like, um, we had Carlton Johnson, uh, Carlton Johnson. I will say, um, a lot of people like him, uh, very fast, 
guy who we had at our game. Um, and, you know, he ended up getting an opportunity at the Senior Bowl. Um, could very well be our first guy off the board. Um, I liked Eric Watts as well. I thought Eric Watts was just a uh, – he he checks so many boxes. Didn't have the production this year that he did in, in, in the previous season. But he checks so many boxes. The length is there. Um, the get-off is there. I mean, um, it's going to be tough to decide who's going to be our first guy. Um, uh, last year, we kind of got shocked a little bit because we had, uh, you know, Sean Clifford taken in, I think, what, like the fifth round? Um, that no one thought he was getting drafted. And I think that's going to happen this year. Um, you know, maybe them. Uh, Jalen Coker. I'm going to just say that Jalen Coker is phenomenal. If you've never seen Jalen Coker out of Holy Cross, like he could be our first guy drafted. I mean, he's been doing, he's been doing great. I mean, I, I, I don't have anything, any complaints about him at all. Like he really could have run with this thing. I mean, he had one more year of eligibility, could have transferred to like a power five school, decided, Hey, you know what? I'm ready for this thing. I'm declaring I'm I'm gone. I'm going to make it in the NFL. He's going to get drafted. I'm I'm I mean I, I know that right now. I know Shane's a big fan of Jim yeah. Coker. Talked him up a lot. And and uh Carlton Johnson, I think you're you you're you're right on there with him. Uh gets the call up to the senior bowl. And per I think Jim Nagy tweeted it earlier today, since they put the GPS tracking uh, at the Senior Bowl, Carlton Johnson's second fastest time ever recorded in a Senior Bowl practice behind only Tariq Woolen uh, from a couple of seasons ago. So, if he and he get, did get a combat invite too, if I'm not mistaken. So he goes in and runs in the four twos like Woolen did. Uh, he's probably going to get drafted, you know, probably pretty early on day three, I think. And he had a good. I thought he uh, he got better as the week went on at Senior Bowl practice as well. Uh, before we get on with the talk about the commanders, uh, Shane, you got anything Hula Bowl related? No, I, I just want kind of want to ask uh, how you see the future going, uh, Jimmy, uh, for the Hula Bowl in the next upcoming years. You know, what's your goal? Just kind of keep things going, or you know, do you guys have kind of some lofty goals out there? We do have lofty goals. Um, you know, we want to be able to go back to where we were um, at one point or in, in time, like the hula bowl was uh, the premier game. Um, it is the second oldest all-star game. People forget that we are, you know, it is the second oldest all-star game uh, to the shrine. Um, we've had hall of famers uh, come in through the hula bowl and we want to continue that trend. Um, this year we, we see it, we see such a, uh, an increase this year. I think we had like, six guys drafted last year. Um, and we feel that we had a good enough roster for, for us to get maybe 20 guys drafted. Um, and we want to continue that upward trend and um, hopefully maybe even next year compete with some of these, uh, you know, bigger bowl games. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, before we move on to the last thing, and I know this has absolutely nothing to do with you, but would you please get – Pass this note along to the higher ups at the Hula Bowl. Everybody else, even the Tropical Bowl, is releasing practice film. Man, y'all got to get on that. We, we got to get that practice. Well, film um, all I can say, Brian, is you need to come by. 
you know, um, you you can get credentials and you can come. Uh, we we got we had a lot of great people who came out uh, to our practices, man. Um, a lot of execs uh, ended up coming there as well. Um, I try to take a few a few clips of video here and there, um, but it's hard, man. Uh, yeah, I I get you. I get what you're saying. You're you're not alone. Jimmy, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you if y'all if y'all ain't moving that game to Pensacola, I ain't coming. I'm sorry, it's just, <laughs> just the way it is. All right, let's move on to the Commanders now. You're you're obviously we see in the background there. You're that, that that's your team, man. Uh, Dan Quinn's your new head coach. Yep. Talk to me. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I I you know you kind of have to trust the process. Um, you know. I'm a, I've been a fan through the thick, through thick and thin. Um, and, uh, I don't know if we really, uh, made our situation better with that head coaching job. Um, other than the fact that we've just brought somebody in who's willing to work. Um, and maybe that's truly all we need. Um, I don't know if he the head coaching gets better, um, with Quinn. Um, I mean, I will say that, uh, I'm, I'm probably more excited about our OC than our head coach. If you understand where I'm getting, um, it's going to be exciting to see what's going to happen offensively. Um, you know, Sam, how this is probably your, our next question, I suppose, is what in the world are you going to do with him? Like, is he your guy going forward? Um, I don't know. Um, I think, uh, you know, you bring in, you know, Cliff and, you know, all, all of that and, I guess the question is as well, who do you, who do you take? Do you take, uh, you know, Caleb Williams, you take, uh, you know, one of these other guys, Jaden Daniels, maybe, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm of the mindset of that. You kind of need to build uh, from the inside out on a team. That's just, that's how I am. Well, it's fair, but tough. You don't know when that number two pick's coming again. You know, you know that that's always tough. Well, we haven't had success with that number two pick, <laughs> so um, I'll just leave it at that. Um, yeah. It uh, it brings back bad memories of 2012 uh, having that number two pick. So, yeah, I'll just I'll leave it there. <laughs> no, that's fair. Do, do you do you buy to the the whole you know? Ben Johnson was kind of the guy deal. Like is Dan Quinn kind of lower on the list? Uh, and, and you, you think that might, you know, that might be an issue moving forward. Um, buddy, I don't know. Um, I, I, I don't want to speculate anything. Uh, it is possible. I think part of the problem is you have an organization for a while that teams that didn't want to play for. Um, and so it makes it difficult to get stuff together, uh, making it make things exciting for the fans, make them want to buy buy merch and and go to games and stuff. So um, that's really what it's about. Obviously, is um, you know putting butts in seats and and really winning some games. Obviously, if you do that, you, they'll certainly um, you know help things along. Um, I I don't know about the scaring away guys uh sort of thing uh you know what's been going along with uh johnson maybe he didn't want to be here i don't know I, I think that we things are solid i just don't i just don't know at the head coaching spot like if it's really gotten better 
I mean, I don't know. I think a lot of other people would agree that it's stable, you know, and that's really all we can ask for right now. That's fair. But to go back to what you said, Sam Howe is not going to be the starting quarterback next year. That that's over. <laughs> I think we I think we can we can move on from that. If you were picking fifth or whatever, Sam Howe still got a puncher's chance here, but now that's not happening. The question now becomes you stamp at it two and take either Drake May or Jaden Daniels. And and so then we'll make this a two-part question. Which of those quarterbacks do you think is the better fit in the Cliff Kingsbury scheme that's coming? And the other part is if it's neither, are you willing to give up the a massive amount of picks it's going to take to go from two to one to draft Caleb Williams? First of all, I, I don't want to trade picks to trade up. I'm going to be blunt with that. There's no way. Yeah, I, I see in the chat. Sorry. Um, that's, yeah. Love you, Louise. Uh, anyways, um, uh, I, I do not want to trade up one damn spot. I'm sorry. That's not me. That's crazy talk. You still have the option. You, you have the second pick in the draft. Second pick in the draft, you have the opportunity still to get a game changer. Just get the game changer, whoever that's going to be. You know, um, I think the guy who fits the scheme, if if Caleb Williams isn't on the table, is Daniels actually, um, mainly because of the uh, of of our new OC. Now, um, of course, obviously, if Caleb Williams is on the table, we do end up taking him more than likely. Um, but Daniels is very athletic, and I think a lot of fans are going to uh, have this. Oh, I don't know. They're going to remember the RG three thing again, and the biggest question is: Okay, well, he's athletic; he can make plays, but got to keep him upright, got to keep him healthy. And so, if that's if that's how they're going to go in the first round, then the rest of those picks are going to have to help him out. So. Um, that's kind of my take on that. So and I, I don't think that we get much better with Drake May, if you understand my mean. I mean, a little bit, but I don't think that it would fit what we truly need. So, because we need a game changer, man. It's fair. Look, I don't have another question, but I do appreciate the uh, Lion-O Thundercats uh, figure behind you. I oh, yeah, man. Um, I, oh. I like to collect. Uh, we go to toy conventions occasionally. So um, uh picked that up a while back ago. I, I got some other things there uh, around here too. I'm, I'm a big uh, Back to the Future nerd. Um, so uh, got had had to get the license plate in the background too. So oh, nice. Well, I saw the musical in, in uh, London. Pretty good. Nice. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'll make it. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, Jimmy's got about as much chance of seeing the Back to the Future musical in one as I have of going to. Oh, it's it it's, in, New, it's in New York now, a little closer. Oh, come on, <laughs> come on, man. Um, uh, love you too, Brian. So, yeah. I, um, let's be honest, Jimmy. You know, we've talked about it privately. If I'm going to Orlando, I'm not going to the Hoover Bowl. <laughs> well, we can make a trip of it, man. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, one of the things that um, we have been getting, and, I, and again, when I say we, I mean the Hula Bowl, is some people uh, have been knocking the Hula Bowl name uh, because it's now in Florida. Um, 
And we get that question all the time. Well, why don't you change the name? The name ain't changing, man. It's the Hula Bowl. We don't want to erase should. that history. It should. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, I kind of get your your opinion on that, but um, we just don't want to erase some of the history that's behind that. Um, we still have a good relationship with, uh, you know, we, we love ha- we love highlighting the Polynesians uh, who come who come to our game. Um, that's that's really an awesome thing. I mean, it, it, it just it's a part of history that we just don't want to uh, we, we, we want to continue. Um, and so that's kind of where that is. Um, obviously, it's in Florida. Um, we love it in Florida. Logistically, Florida makes so much sense. We get so many more scouts um, and it's just better overall. Um, so it's probably not going back to Hawaii anytime soon, even though occasionally I get the question, hey, is it going back to Hawaii? Probably not. Logistically speaking and financially speaking, I don't think your game can operate in Hawaii anymore. No. I mean, dude. Just, the, just the sheer cost of getting 130 players to Honolulu is probably, probably blows your budget out of the water. If I'm just, just. No, you're, you're spot on on that one. Um, I think one of the reasons why uh, we bumped it up to like 130 this year is uh, with all the opt-outs that happened. Um, you know, whenever things first started coming down, I mean, um, the, uh, you know, director of scouting is Damon Talbot. Um, he and I, you know, talk to each other all the time. And so our, our conversation was, well, we got to have some contingency. Um, and so we have to have, you know, enough guys so that we can put together a game. And so we wanted to make sure that we had enough offensive linemen, enough defensive linemen, because that's where we were, we were hurting the most uh, the previous season. Didn't want to be in that boat again. Um, and so we were able to uh, put together uh, a, a roster with like an additional Oh goodness. It was like 15 more players or something like that. Um, so that we, you know, could get things done still ended up adding guys, but mainly due to injury, which is, you know, it happens each and every year. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, we were able to get it done, felt that it, uh, everything went successful. So. Yeah, no doubt. Great, great game this year. Uh, enjoyed watching it. Uh, enjoyed keeping up with it. Like I said, uh, the roster, I think, was definitely in since you guys have been in charge of the game for sure. It's probably the best roster the game's had since it came back uh, a few years ago. So congrats again uh, to all of the staff uh, and the scouting staff. You mentioned Damon and the Draft Diamonds crew and yourself and Luis, uh, who popped in the chat earlier. You guys did a great job. Jimmy, uh, thanks for coming on tonight. Thanks for talking about the Hula Bowl and the Commanders. And uh, like I said, we'll we'll stay in touch and uh, we'll we'll talk to you again soon. Yeah, and maybe hopefully next time we'll get the uh, figure, figure technical out, things Jimmy. taken care of. So, um, but uh, love the fact that I was able to pop on. Had to do it uh, obviously with my phone, so I'm, it's it's a little cockeyed, but it is how it is. Hey man, we, we do with what we can do. Thanks for coming on. Exactly. Jimmy. I appreciate you, man. All right, you too now. Later. Yep. Uh, follow Jimmy on Twitter at draft guy, Jimmy. Uh, if you're not already doing that, he's a great guy and the Hula bowl, like I said, great, uh, great game this year for those guys. So, uh, yep. O- overall, like I said, I think, uh, I didn't bring it up, but I think a great, uh, maybe not the main reason for the, obviously the, their job they did, but the dissolving of the NFL PA, uh, 
game this year certainly helped not only them but the Shrine as well. And that also was another reason I think the rosters were able to expand for all three games as much as it was, right? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, But look, last year we talked about it. I think the Hula Bowl rivaled the NFLPA yeah. game last yeah. year. And I think this year, like Jimmy mentioned, I don't think he was incorrect despite obviously having a biased stance. I think the Shrine missed on some guys that the Hula Bowl got, yeah. and that was pretty obvious when they're calling, you know, how many yeah, up, just right? Just the so, number, of, number of the roster up. Yeah, you're, you're 100% right. Yeah, so like I said, great job by them guys. And, dude, I'd love to go to the Hula Bowl. Like I said, what, if I'm in Orlando, Shane, am I going to the Hula Bowl? Well, well, no, look, you're, no, you know, I'm you're going, going to Disney, Disney, man. I feel like I feel like you could do both. I feel like you could you could maybe manage it. You know, no, I'd be at Hula Bowl practice, jealous of my wife who'd be at Disney. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> no, huge Polynesian. My favorite place to stay in Orlando is is Polynesian themed. If we're going to be honest. <laughs> look, look, we we started the Disney fund for our six month old. We're we're planning five years down the line here. So. Love it. Absolutely love it. Can't wait to hear about it. All right. So uh, we, we were going to touch on it really quick. And I'll let you uh, – you did, dove into the game and the practice film a lot more than I have. Uh, Shrine Bowl, like I said, we mentioned 25% of the roster came up from the Hula Bowl, had a lot of uh, injury opt-outs for some of their upper-tier guys. Uh, but anyway, overall thoughts on the Shrine Bowl – Yeah, look, I, I think I think it was, um, you know, watching some of the practice film, I think it was interesting, you know, definitely some standout players. Similar to the Senior Bowl, it was like a lot of the receivers look good. Malik Washington out of Virginia uh, was a definite standout uh, there. Taj Washington out of, US, out of Southern Cal, I think was, uh, you know, was really good. So, you know, that, that – kind of similarity for having one-on-one practices and that kind of deal um, worked out. But even guys that we saw, you know, at the Hula Bowl, Christian Boyd, who Jimmy mentioned from Northern Iowa, I thought he was one of the best defensive linemen at, uh, you know, at trying practices. Um, one guy that uh, Brad Menendez tweeted out about was uh, uh, Renardo Green, the corner safety from Florida State physical really good so you know i i feel like for the shrine as a whole it was definitely a weaker group than i wanted especially with a lot of the big names not practicing and not playing um but you know overall i think it was definitely more more just players kind of helping themselves and then i think you get to kind of the the big players your guy frank gore jr who uh you supported right a huge game for him he clearly was the cream of the crop at that game. Um, and then uh, Jerry's Monroe out of Tulane was the defensive MVP of the corner, who I, I was pretty impressed with through the week as well. Uh, so, you know, game-wise, the game, just like the Senior Bowl, means a little bit less. Um, but uh, I think Gore and Monroe both were good throughout the week and had a big game. Yeah, Gore, six carries, 87 yards, and a 49-yard touchdown run, all in the first half. Don't know they played in the second half at all. I haven't, like yeah, I said, I, I haven't watched, so. I haven't watched the game copy uh, yet. So, but yeah, I, I love Frank Gore. I'm unapologetic in that. Wish he was a little bigger, but you know, yep. nothing you can do about that. Uh, yep. All right. Last thing before we go here, Shane, I know you got another endeavor this evening. So we're going to try to cut this one a little short, but uh, Super Bowl 
is Sunday, and um, we did this last year, Shane, and you you nailed it, man. Uh, you're what was what was the number on the uh, what is what is what is what was the number you got on uh, the Rihanna song "Bitch Better Have My Money" as her opening song? There, what was the the the, the, the odds you got on that? I bet I bet it early, so I, I think I got like plus four hundred, plus five hundred uh, when I bet early, and then by game time was like minus three hundred. So yeah, that's when you know you're doing good. Yep. So, uh, what are your favorite Super Bowl props this year? Well, I, I'm, I mean, I'm going song again. Usher, we have Usher in the halftime show. My song choice right now is "My Way." Uh, I think is the for the opener, opening song of of the the halftime show. I think I think there's a couple options here. I'm not, you know, you and I were talking about before the show. I'm, I don't know Usher as well as um, as as I did Rihanna last year. So, but uh, my way is probably the one that I'm betting on. And still has some plus odds and some spots, so is uh, pretty decent in terms of the game itself. I've definitely bet heavily on the Chiefs. I'm 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 actually betting on a, a big Rasheed Rice game. Uh, guy you saw at the Senior Bowl last year. Uh, I think I think 49ers kind of take out Travis Kelsey. So I bet Rasheed Rice anytime touchdown. I'm getting up on that, um, and maybe I, I put a little bit on first touchdown of the game too. Is uh, is pretty good. And then, um, if if you want to if you want a long shot bet, I'm gonna go with a player to score the octopus in this game. I don't know. You know what that, that is. you know what that is, Brian? I don't know what that is. The octopus is when a player scores a touchdown and scores the two point conversion after it. Ah, that's got to so, be long odds, right? Yeah, you get what like plus twelve hundred. On on a player getting the octopus. I, I don't even know what the juice is on this one. I have no idea. I haven't looked at a single bet for this game, but I would bet George Kittle anytime touchdown. Oh, that, uh, that's that's it's decent. You know, they they the anytime touchdowns they really like crank it down so you don't yeah win a ton. But Kittle Kittle's not bad. I mean, there's no reason to bet on like McCaffrey or Kelsey. No, that that's, just, you're not getting no juice on that. It, get anything I, I, I know it's out there. Ha, have you seen a prop on over under how many times they show Taylor Swift? Oh yeah, I I, I don't know. I I think whatever it is, I'm probably going to take the under because I I know I I feel like the hype of how much they show her is much bigger than the reality, and so. Um, Plus, with with the trip come from Japan straight there, you know, is she good? Is definitely going to be visible. I don't know, you know. So I, I think I'll take the under. I tell you, I like uh, I like the, for the first time ever. And I know this goes against everything we've ever talked about. I like the under on the national anthem. Really, really, yes. I Reba McIntyre singing the national anthem. As a man who had to listen to a lot of Reba McIntyre when I was young because my mother listened to country music a lot. I think Reba McIntyre is going to hammer this thing through, man. I think we're getting the under for the first time in like a decade and a half on the, on the national anthem. I, th I, th I think we had it last year. It was like the first time in a while. Was, I think it was last year, two years ago. Uh, but yeah, it's been over, I think nine out of the last 10 uh, Super Bowls. Uh, I mean, it's pumped up to 90 seconds, which is, uh, you know, minute 30, 
it is 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 a little bit lengthy. So if she does him hammer it out, like it'll hit the under for sure. Uh, Jimmy right. thinks we need to bet the over t the total on the game. I always feel that way, but I always feel like the Super Bowl two weeks off always starts a little sloppy yeah. on offense, you know. But uh, it still could definitely happen uh, for sure with you know with these offenses. So yeah, not opposed to that one. All right, final prediction here: Who wins? What's the score? I, I think the Chiefs are going to win uh, by a touchdown. I will go with twenty-seven to twenty. I'm going to go San Francisco 24-20. Give me the 49ers this week. I, mean, I, can't, I, can't, I, I can't see the 49ers winning. I can't pick. I can't. Uh, I can't pick Kansas City on principle. <laughs> oh, man, what, what a principle. Hey, it's not, this isn't the Steelers or the Ravens here. You know? the, chief, the, the Chiefs and all that just from last year, it, it's bad taste in my mouth, man. Can't do it. They're good. Can't do it. Well, that's the issue. F, They're good. F them guys. Like, like, like. Here's the thing: you should just probably bet on the best quarterback in in the NFL. Like, yeah, you, you know what? That, that's, like, that's usually that, the best. That, that's fair. I spent five minutes on a show in Melbourne, Florida, the other day, trashing Brock Purdy. So, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> you're probably right. All right, we we got we got no questions uh, in the chat. Uh, you had some questions a few weeks ago. I completely forgot about. We're going to get those next week. Yeah, yeah. Remember that. Uh, remind me of that next week. Uh, I don't remember the cat's name, but uh, remind yeah, me. Cliff, that. My, had, my, my man yeah, Cliff. Yeah, Cliff. Cliff has some great questions, and we're running out of time tonight. So we'll, we'll definitely – we don't have much planned for next week. So we'll definitely uh, get those in uh, next week. All right. Final thoughts uh, as we wrap it up. Super Bowl coming up. All-Star game. Major All-Star games are over. There's still one more left. The uh, HBC Legacy Bowl. And I think that's next weekend. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that then or maybe after it's over. We'll see. Um, but I had a three. I surprised you, Shane. Three-round mock draft I put up on Monday. Yes, you did. Way out of my comfort zone. But yeah. went three rounds. Wanted to get some. Uh, with the senior bowl freshman of mine, I want to get a get some of those names that I thought might rise into that day three area. Uh, I want to get a thought on the fit that I had. I had ju just on principle because I know we've got a little wager on this. Uh, I have Spencer Rattler going day two. The fit him to the Rams in the third round. It's good. I mean, he's not going to go in the third round. But other than that, I do like the fit. I mean, I think Rattler fits, <laughs> fits the McVay offense well. And with a year of development behind Matthew Stafford, I think it's an ideal situation for him. So I do. And that's that. kind of where I was at when I had that there. He's going in the third round, Shane. Just, just accept, accept and deal with it. Final, final thoughts for you uh, going into the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm excited to see it. Super Bowl's always fun. Uh, it's the first time I, I've been able to get my wife to watch the Super Bowl. So it's the. You know, I'm I'm happy the Chiefs made it because it's gonna make for a fun uh, fun night. And then I'll have a seven round mock draft coming out the day after, reflecting that Super Bowl victory. And with the uh, draft order finally set, draft order, which which is a blessing. All we need is the comp pick set. And I, I like because all the guys that Jimmy mentioned uh, are are in my mock. Uh, plan to be in my mock so So I'm like, all right, now, you know, feeling good. Love it. That's going to do it for tonight's edition of the Draft Countdown Podcast. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Deep Fried Draft. Follow Shane on Twitter at Shane P. Hallam. Follow Jimmy on Twitter at Draft Guy Jimmy. Follow Draft Countdown on Twitter at Draft Countdown. 
and go to draftcountdown.com for all of your NFL draft needs. For Shane, I'm Brian. Good night, everybody.